taking my hands out of my pants. It is October 2nd, 2010. Ooh, it's scary. And you know what's special about that date? Nothing. Absolutely nothing, except that we are recording Al's today. Here. Al is not here. Um, this is the TryGames.net podcast, episode 191. We are whittled, whittled down to two persons. There is me, your host, Austin, and then there is... Me, I'm awesome. What's your name? That's, that's what I am. I'm not... I, my name's not awesome. My name is... And I'm here to say I'm pretty awesome in a major way. Oh, shoot me now. This podcast is over. Actually, don't shoot me. I like living. Uh, Al is uh, Al's doing some shit. He's like selling cars or, 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 like, or showing off houses and, and, and being a real estate mogul or, or, or watching plays or something. I don't even freaking know. I honestly don't know what he's doing because I read the email and I completely forgot what he said. And I would go and check my email now, but I don't want to. So, But we are here. Word. What are we gonna do? What what do we what do we do on this on on this uh, thing? Well, we start by talking about um, those things that we sometimes do to pass the time. And, I you know I, I don't talk about wanking or stanking. I I don't that that's that I don't want to hear you talk about that. Thank you. You, you can pet the one eyed snake on your own time. I would rather talk about video games. How about you? I guess if that's what we have to talk about. Ah. I like it when you cooperate. Okay, so uh, we don't have a lot to talk about. I actually have a little bit, of, only a little bit of time, so we're only going to go for about an hour or so. Much to the um, pleasant surprise Happy, of many, uh, the <laughs> happiness of, of all three of you listeners, the relief. It's like, oh shit! Thank God. Uh, <laughs> but as usual, we're going to talk about them, them things that we've been playing. Pete, what have you not been playing start? besides everything? Okay. 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 Uh, okay. Well, okay. Okay. Here, I'll talk about something new that I tried. Oh shit. Oh god. Oh. Uh, so I tried the demo for the Scott Pilgrim game on the Xbox 360 because over the past week I read through all six books, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and once I was done, I was like, oh man, I really want to experience more of this universe. And Did- the movie's not out on DVD yet. So what were you gonna say? Oh no, I was gonna ask you if you saw the movie. Apparently no, not, I, apparently had, I didn't want to see the movie before I read the books because, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm just one of those people that I prefer to try to read the book before I see a movie That's if fair. I know there is books. Um, although sometimes that works out to, like, the movie's disadvantage, like Watchmen. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh... Hey, look, it's Blue Dong! <laughs> um, so, yeah, the uh, I, like I said, I enjoyed the books, and so I wanted to try the game, and it is a, you know, it's... An okay beat 'em up game, like everyone, uh, people have been saying, you know, comparing it to River City Ransom, that kind of style game, which it is. You know, you you go left to right, punching dudes, and then you go into shops and buy food. And uh, the the graphics are very reminiscent of like that style of uh, um, River City Ransom, only like a little bit more, you know, upgraded for today's standards or whatever. The only thing that I had a problem with the game is I really don't like brawlers. Um, but since I like the books, I figured, you know, like, I'll try to get to at least the whole demo and, uh, you know, see how I feel about it. So the combat in it is really weird. Um, the hit, like, I guess, I don't know, quote, I'm going to do quote unquote already. Jesus fucking Christ. Stop it, Pete. Oh, oh, anyway, oh, oh, oh. um, 
the hitboxes for, you know, the enemies are in weird spots. So, like, if you're right up next to an enemy and you're punching, you're not actually hitting them. You have to, like, actually back off a little bit so that your fist is actually hitting them, which I guess kind of makes sense, but it makes the combat difficult and, like, cumbersome. So, um, kind of shitty hit detection. Yeah. Or uh, not necessarily shitty, but very, very too exacting. Yeah, which, I'd say. I'm and it's like it, it, other games that did that. I'm sorry, but I, I, feel I was like gonna say it, it does that with like the planes as well, like the you know, like the the uh, depth. Oh. So like, like if you're like even just like a little bit off, like you'll miss guys and like guys that like throw like if they throw an item at you or something, it'll just go by you, which is fine because you know, hey, go, for don't you hit it's me, fine. But, but then when you try to hit them, yeah. Um. So that's just it, like I said, it makes it a little bit cumbersome, but um, uh. If you're into the world of Scott Pilgrim, it's kind of, like, enjoyable anyway just to play through and see, like, all the nods to the books and the different characters and things like that and all the, like, I guess you'd call them in-jokes in for people who've read through the books. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's enjoyable if you're a fan, but if not, like, as a game, I don't think anyone who's not into that, you know, that not, that those books should play it. Yeah, the, uh, soundtrack is awesome because it's by Anamanaguchi, which is a really, really fucking great chiptune band. Oh, I, yeah, I've heard of them. Um, I, I was I was watching a lot of videos on them, you know, including the Giant Bomb Quick Look, and then some other playthroughs and video reviews, and it was like, it, it kind of, and I guess it kind of has to be this way. Well, I, I don't even know if that's the case, but um, I feel like if I had not studied up on the game and just completely was like, oh yeah, totally River City Ransom, like yeah, I'm just totally gonna go in. And and because it lacks all of the, well, I don't know all of the, but from what I saw, it doesn't have, and you can confirm, uh, the kind of open world esque tendencies of River City Ransom. I would have been like kind of like I w- I would have felt fooled. Okay, so here's what I found from the demo. When you start the demo, you're on a world map, but I didn't actually try going to anywhere else. I just clicked the first thing. It look kind of looks like a map, sort of akin to like a Super Mario Brothers three or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um, or Super Mario World or something. Uh, so I just clicked the first one and it brought me into a level and then I started going, you know, across the screen and beating stuff up. And when I would come to intersections, I would try to see if I can go up or anything like that and it wouldn't let me. Oh. Um, so yeah, there's none of that, like that kind of specific River City Ransom, like, uh, city, city sprawling type of thing. Um, but, uh, you can at any point, it looks like, uh, again, I didn't try it during the demo, but it looks like at any point you can go back to the map, uh, from wherever you are and then possibly move to a different location from the map. Um, uh, I, again, haven't tried it, so I don't know exactly how that, the, the city span works, but in the course of the demo and just playing through that one level, I basically just, it was complete left to right, uh, through a whole bunch of different, like, scenery changes, eventually coming to, um, a club, which is in the book, and you fight the first, uh, boss, um, and, uh, that that's where the demo ended after the first boss. So I don't know what would have happened from there. If it would have just probably dropped me back to the map and then I picked the next level. But yeah, it doesn't seem like it has that specific River uh, City Ransom see, type of thing. Because what I really liked about River City Ransom is that it was a beat em up. But then it's like you could go left and then go up into the park and and right. fight someone, um, who and and for lack of better terminology, who you might not have been supposed to fight at that point. But you could do it anyways if you wanted to. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. So it it, it was. It was a brawler with some exploration. It was very yeah, and it was it was as open as you could get it. And and I think that's that the funny thing is I don't know how many people actually got that. Like I certainly I loved the game when I first played it as a kid when I was I don't know, like eight or nine or so. But I didn't understand that aspect of it until later on, like when I was uh in late high school and I you know, I was I started to understand how designers thought a little bit more and I was like, Hey, I, this is why 
this is why that guy appears sometimes in that park and why he sometimes doesn't because I take different paths around the game and I totally didn't realize that I was doing that before. I was just randomly running and punching and I was just having fun beating the shit out of people and then hitting people with other people, which is kind of funny when you pick them up by the... Can you do that in Scott Pilgrim? Yes, you can pick up other dudes and throw them. at least they have that. (laughs) That's awesome. And it starts building up like a... uh, You know, there's a combo system and you like as you level up, you get special moves and whatnot, so... Like in Double Dragon Um, 1 for the NES. Hey, (laughs) let's collect hearts and then do that really, really hard reverse elbow move that I can never, ever pull off. Anyway. Yeah. What else? Uh, so besides that, I haven't really been playing much else new on my consoles. You know, usual stuff. Uh, Rock Band and uh, Shadow Complex I'm still working through and stuff. Chair. But I will talk real quick about uh, some iPhone games, if you don't mind, simply nope. because I was playing a Droid are... game, so I was going to talk about that. Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> There was a bunch of games on sale over the past week, um, and like big name games, like stuff that like you know is either direct, uh, either direct ports of console stuff or uh, like spin off stuff. Okay. Yeah, and there's one thing in specific that I'm curious about since you asked me and Al about it. I'm actually really curious to see how it turned out, but well, I didn't actually try it yet. Oh. We can just say it. Fantasy <laughs> Star Two. Well, I bought a lot of games during the sale, and I haven't got a chance to get through them all yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the games I did buy was Mirror's Edge, which uh. They basically turned Mirror's Edge into... Cannibal um, on steroids. Yeah, like, it's a side-scrolling platformer now instead of, you know, like, open world, which is a lot harder to do on the iPhone, although Epic seems to be able to do it. Um, but oh, this, that's, was Ep- uh, this was Epic? No, no, I'm just... That's a digression. Oh, uh, this okay. is I'm just... Uh, Epic is able to make some... Uh, they should detect them of a really sweet open world game that's going to be coming to iPhone. Anyway, mm. um, uh, so yeah, this is EA and DICE, and uh, yeah, basically... It's a great adaptation of the Mirror's Edge universe. Um, you, you uh, base the. I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. Uh, like I said, it's a side-scrolling platformer, so you're just constantly running uh to the to the right, and you you know it uses the icon iPhone controls or uh you know mechanics very well, where it's like just swipe up to jump over stuff, swipe down to slide. Um, and everything's very fluid, so like you uh, you never feel like you're getting hung up on anything. Um. Like other other games that get ported and try to do, do side scrolling platforming, like uh, Mega Man Two, for instance, is available for the iPhone, which I did not buy. But it uses on screen controls, so you're using an on screen directional pad and you know like an A and B button and stuff. And for a game that's as tough and you know pre- requires as much precision as a Mega Man, that stuff doesn't work. But right. something like Mirror's Edge, where it's just like about the flow of the running and stuff, it's really simple controls and it looks gorgeous and um. It's a lot of fun. I played through about three stages of it so far, and uh, yeah, like I mean, that's all it really is is just uh, I, I, like you said, can- Cannibal. But a lot of people probably don't know what Cannibal is if they're not into iPhone gaming, right? Um, although that that is free online, I think at Congregate, and that game is I love that game. That's one of my favorite iPhone games. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's a great game. Um, what else did I get? I picked up uh, one of the other things I picked up that I played was uh, Pac Man Championship Edition, which is pretty much a straight port of the. Um, of the you know the arc- Xbox Live Arcade one or something like that. Um, the only thing is that this uh, kind of uses on-screen controls, but not exactly. It uses uh, you can put your finger anywhere on the screen and just move you know up, down, left, and to right. Swipe, Pac Man. It was like you don't really swipe because swipe you like I guess you yeah you could swipe or you can leave your hand on finger on the control on the screen. Uh, either way seems to work. It just tells um, the direction that your that your finger is moving in, regardless of yeah. if you're swiping or if you're just moving your thumb. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
but uh, Pac-Man, it's a little bit like no matter how the controls are, it's still like difficult because like that's a game again. You know, yeah. when you when you're surrounded by ghosts, you need fucking precision and uh, you need like, to fuck timing. precisely. Yes, and uh, with the i iPhone controls, it's just not precise enough. So I've had a like when I played through a, a fi- you know a five minute game of it, I died. Uh, I I didn't last five minutes because I died too many times. Right. Uh, just because I didn't have the precision that I needed, but still, it's a it's an awesome uh, awesome like port or whatever to the iPhone. Uh, it's cool that I have that game on my iPhone because I really like Pac Man Championship Edition. Um, but it's something I would prefer to play on the Xbox Live Arcade, and it looks the exact same. I mean, it's uh, it's not hard to make that game look good. Um, you put a little neon lights, a little glowy things, and. Lots yeah, of noise. Little, little fucking awesome techno. <laughs> Can't hear you over the awesome techno. Um, and the last thing I'll talk about real quick, because it is also a uh, a console port, is BitTrip Bit Trip Beat uh, came out on the iPhone. And uh, that I did not play it on the Wii. Um, that's what it's from, right? The Wii uh, channel or yes. the Wii shop, yes. whatever we wear. Uh, but from what I saw of the video that Area... Five or one, I forget if it was Area Five or One Up. You know, one of th- those guys at one of their shows a while ago talked about Bit Trip Beat, and um, again, it's uh, this game is just you know, it's it's all about retro style, like Atari looking graphics. Uh, it's sort of a, I don't know how to describe it. Is um, it the? Is it the, well? There, there are two, there are three that I know of. There's Runner, which is which is you know kind of like uh, um, uh, a cannibal on sedatives. There's uh. There's BitTrip Beat, which you have, and then there's the other one. Now, the other two is, I, I can't remember which one is which. One of them is kind of like a Pong-esque game, and one of them is like you're a dot in the middle and things are coming towards you. Right, the other one's sort of like, I want to say Asteroids, but not ex- entirely. Okay. That's kind of the closest thing you could, that's that's the other one you're thinking of. So, this one so is the beat like, is, Pong style. Beat is the Pong one, okay. Yeah, Yeah. like uh, the the beats or, you know, like the pixels are coming at you from the right side of the screen. You're the paddle on the left side. And all you can do is move up and down and try to catch the the pixels as they come up to your paddle. Uh, it bounces them back, and you know when it when you hit when it hits the paddle, it makes a tone or whatever. Um, and uh, so, like through constant hitting of these uh, pixels, um, I want to say I want to just call them beats because they are constant hitting of the beats. You know, it's, it's, it produces it's, the music. It's, it's, it's. Um, and uh, the thing about the game though is that it's like it's not randomized. It is like preset. Everything's gonna be the same every time you play through it because it's set up to be a specific song. Um, so uh, some memorization can probably try to help can probably help you get through it. Uh, the the music I only played through the first song. And I made it to the end, uh, which there is a boss battle at the end too, which is basically this huge block of pixels comes out and then just start little pixels start flying off it and coming at you in different directions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is it's pretty cool. I didn't know there was going to be a boss battle. I thought the I I figured the song was just endless until you died. Um but uh yeah, I was I was wrong with that. Um so it wrong. the controls for this game are it, at first it was tilt controls. So like you had to tilt your iPhone left uh what was it up and down? I don't know. You had to tilt your fo- phone to get the uh the paddle to move, which was like awful. I hated it. Um I think that's it, how they had it on the Wii as well. Oh, you had to tilt the I remote. I think, yeah. Yeah, like I, I maybe maybe it's easier with a remote because you're like you're looking at the TV and you're just tilting the remote. Yeah, whereas this, yeah, you know, you're looking at the, different. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so I was missing a lot of beats. Um, and the way the game works is uh, if you miss, you start in a middle zone. It's just uh, it's called hyper or whatever, and that's where it's just like it's normal when you hit things, you hear the, the appropriate. 
you hear the appropriate tones, whatever. If you miss too many, you go into the nega or the neither. No, what is it? Nega. I don't know. You go into the bad zone. Um, the bad where everything zone. gets grayed out and looks like really old school retro pong. It's basically just blacks and whites and grays, and uh, the tones are all very muted and simple. Um, and uh, if you hit enough back, you jump back. You you go back up in the hyper zone where the color returns and the tones return. And then if you hit like a bunch more in, in succession, whatever you go into the mega zone mega where zone. Uh, it really like amps up the musical uh, notes of each beat. And uh, the like, there's a lot more like going on graphically and whatnot, like a lot more color explosions and things like that. Um, so, uh, and then if you keep going from there you just get more, you get multipliers out of, uh, off, off of the mega zone. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, like I, I lost really quickly. You lose when you, miss enough in the nega or bad zone whatever it was called um <clears throat> so uh i i lost pretty quickly like uh through doing the tilt controls so then i switched it to uh touch controls and my problem with the touch controls for the game are that it like while it's cool you can just you know put your finger anywhere on the screen and move it up and down and move the paddle the problem is that you're playing this game in you know landscape mode and uh it takes up pretty much the entire portion of the screen uh like so wherever you put your finger, you're covering something up, be it the paddle or an area where the pixels are going to be passing through. And sometimes they don't—they don't go straight across. Sometimes they're you know wiggly, wiggle waggling all over the place. Welcome to iPhone gaming. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, they could have easily fixed it if they had let you put your finger anywhere on the screen and just move in slight, like uh, slight directions, but like. Like it's like small little swipes. The problem is that like you have to keep your finger in the play field because the paddle matches up to where your finger is. So basically, if I lift my finger from like if my finger's at the top of the screen and I lift it and put it to the bottom of the screen, then when I move again, the paddle automatically gonna, just like okay, it's gonna jump. jump there. Now, question for yeah. you: It's only up and down, right? The the paddle can't move forward or back into the correct. Okay, so then all right. I mean, at least in the stage that I was playing, I don't think it gets any different. I think only thing that changes throughout the other stages is the music. Um, and you know, the, the pixel patterns, but, uh, like, uh, yeah. So I, I think that's going to say, stay a constant. I feel like all these, that, that's my biggest kind of gripe with, with, uh, touchscreen gaming is, is the whole like goofiness of playing with, uh, with a touchscreen using your finger. And, and I couldn't help, I, I can't, well, bes- that besides the fact that like most of the games I don't really care about, but aside from that. I can't help but think that it, I would be much more inclined, and this is going to sound really stupid, but I would be much more inclined to try more touchscreen games if I could use a stylus with them because a stylus is thinner, and I feel like I have more precise control with the point of a stylus. Now, obviously, that's not possible with capacitive touchscreens, but you know, I, I guess that's that's kind of I, the rub. I totally right? understand what you're saying because, yeah, like there are, there are so many games that use like certain touch controls that I just feel like, you know, my finger's blocking all of this uh, or like, you know, I just can't see important information that I need to see. So a stylus would definitely help that. But it's, you know, yeah, like you said, it's not possible with something like the iPhone, which, you know, requires the the finger to yeah. be to respond to. Um <clears throat> But it's it's so it's on the it's the impetus of the developers to actually you know make figure out how work. to make yeah make it work yeah, which I a agree. lot I totally of agree. iPhone games do, um, so uh, Bitrip you know Bitrip be despite its controls is still a fun game but uh, I don't know how often I'll go back to it and maybe it would have been more fun on the Wii uh, since I would be able to see everything I'm doing right um, but yeah what have you been playing on your Droid uh. uh 
let me see. I, I got to tally this up. But I was actually going to say one quick thing about the screens is that I did, and I, I could be hearing things, but I thought I heard or read somewhere that they're going that they um, were researching or developing a uh, a combination capacitive and resistive touchscreen so that it would respond to your finger, but it would also respond to a stylus, or maybe the stylus itself is what was was being changed. I don't know, but that would be kind of cool. I'd like to see that because I, I sometimes I like having a stylus to control things, not just. Not just in gaming, but like, like I, I frequently, you know, mess up what I press on my droid because, you know, my finger slips or whatnot. So, but uh, I actually tried to play Muncher on my droid, which is Pac-Man, which is why I was asking you about how it controlled on, on Pac-Man CE. I deleted it right away. Uh, I, I was trying to play. I was like, no, 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 I can't do an Iverson crossover here. No, can't do it. Delete. Um, I have been playing uh th- there's a uh, let me see what do they call it on this because it's not called flight control uh for for obvious reasons but uh it's called air control oh okay it's, and it's, i think it's pretty much like flight control like you're, you're just supposed to guide the planes to the correctly uh colored um landing strips yeah, and I think that works out pretty well. That's another game that I would actually rather play on the DS with a stylus again because it's more precise. But it's not that it's very forgiving with how you um with how you maneuver your plane. So if anybody doesn't know what flight control is, basic uh, on the iPhone at least, as far as I, if it's the same thing, then what it is is basically there are planes coming in from all directions, different types of planes, uh, big slow planes, faster smaller planes, and then helicopters, and each of those each of those plane types have to be directed using your finger to draw a line to uh, the correct landing strip or that our correct helipad. And it gets harder and harder because then more planes start coming in on the screen and you're supposed to make them avoid crashing into each other. So it's just one of those types of simple, um, progressively harder games. Uh, and, and I have a lot of fun with it. I'm not sure if you ever played it on iPhone. Uh, flight control, I have it, yeah. Okay. It, is that, it's pretty much the same thing as what I described, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it sounds exactly the same. Like, Flight Control, there are a lot of games like Flight Control that use that whole pathing mechanic. It's just, Flight Control's popularity, I think, stems from its, like, it's, it, it was, I think it was one of the first pathing games, but it was also, like, it looks really good. Like, it's got a distinct visual style. Right, right. I don't think that, um, so I have to look up a screenshot of Flight Control to compare, uh, let's see. Radiant Silver Gut. No. Flight Control iPhone. So, Flight Control definitely has more of an Advance Wars kind of. Um, I don't know what the word for it is, but it, 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 it has more pop. It has more personality. Whereas the Droid version, since I'm sure it's developed by someone else who's just. Either, either it's developed by someone else who's ripping off of them, or the people who made Flight Control just wanted to make a quick port and then bother, like. Air controls graphics are the same, but they're, they 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 pop less. Like the 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 black outlines um, outside uh, that outline the sprites aren't really aren't really as pronounced. Um, the colors are kind of like flight controls looks kind of like and call me crazy if 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 this sounds totally wrong to you, but from the screenshots it looks like somewhat pastel-y, like kind of chalky and like and a little bit muted, um, whereas. And it gives it a sense of style, whereas, uh, you know, air controls is just, it's like, hey, it's green, and here's a runway, yay, and that's about <laughs> it. Um, but what else have I been playing? I have been also, I actually got Angry Birds for uh, Droid after my sister oh, skipped, nice. skipped home 
with her new iPhone 4 that work gave her. And she was like, look at this stuff. It's Angry Birds. It's so fun. It's physics and stuff. I have it. Angry Birds is pretty awesome. Yeah. And I, I was so so I was like, I wonder if they have it on Jordan. And they did, and it looks just as good. It plays just as well. Well, plays just as well. It's freaking physics-based Angry Birds. It's not that hard to get right if you have the engine. But um, The droid it has touchscreen and keyboard controls, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so you can still play. So you play Angry Birds touchscreen then. Uh, okay. Correct. Yeah. Um, although, if they had a keyboard option, which I know sounds a little bit stupid, but you know, to get more precise control over your angle, um, if if I were inclined to play it when I was um, in a situation where I could, you know, or where I could think more and take more time with it, then I, I would like the option to play it with a with with the uh, with the D pad. But that's just me. Um, the other thing, and I haven't played played this at actually. Technically, I haven't played it at all. I, I just went through like the intro story sequence. But there's this game called Dynamo Kid, or let me make sure I get the the name right. Yeah, Dynamo Kid, um, and it's uh, it's kind of like Cannibal, I guess, in that the the kid is moving and he's walking of his own accord. Um, but you tap him to make him jump. Uh, you tap objects in the world to make them activate so like sometimes he'll be crossing a gap and there will be like a silhouette of of a of a platform and you have to hit that silhouette in order to manifest the, to, to make the platform manifest itself so he doesn't fall into the pit so i guess it's a combination of that and like yoshi's touch and go where you're supposed to like guide him but it it, it doesn't feel very responsive and the the visual style is kind of cute it looks like it's it's drawn on like notebook paper with colored pencils slightly but I, I, yeah, I'm going to. De- I'm going to try that once more. Then I'm going to delete it because I, I, I couldn't get the hang of it. Um, and then the last thing that I, I guess I want to talk about is, uh, at least on the Droid, was this game called Zenobia. I have to get the name right of this one too. Wait, is it an RPG? Is it Zenonia? Zenonia, yes, yes. Because that's on the iPhone as well. Okay. Uh, they well they they put it on Droid and thank the Lord they have WASD controls. So I was actually playing through the intro. Using Wazdi as my arrow, and then the enter the enter key was attack, and I think the back button or the delete key was um, menu. So I, I guess it's not like I would prefer to have my DS style games on my Droid. In fact, I you know I I rarely use my Droid. For, I, I just figured that like, hey, there are more games coming out for it. I might as well do some due diligence and research it. But considering that the Droid does have a keyboard, it you know it makes it all the more palatable for me to play a game on my phone. Um, and not like a, not like a. I'm trying to think of a game that I had on my like on my cell phone. I had like I had like Empire Earth on my cell phone, and it was it was just like the most clunkiest thing in the world. And I and once when I went to Digital Life, I was trying to play. You wouldn't believe it, but I was trying to play Time Crisis on the cell phone. <laughs> and it was it, you know it's just no you, you, that that type of stuff doesn't work. And like this with Zenonia, the fact that you can actually play it with WASD and and you don't have to put your thumb on the on the screen and cover up what you're doing is is kind of cool. Um, it's just a shame that not, obviously not all phones are going to have a keyboard like that, but the fact that they built it into that is is kind of a, a, a good thing. Uh, it looks great. I think it looks great. I haven't heard how it sounds because I was in the airport, so I turned the volume down. Um, have you played it extensively, or have you just seen it? No, I mean I have it, but I haven't played it yet. Um, it's one of the ones I picked up from uh, here. Here's how it sounds. Wait, no, that's there you go. <laughs> that's the intro music. Um, it's one of the ones I picked up while I was on sale. Uh, that and its sequel, because uh, I figured it, it looks like I would like the first one, 
But yeah, hopefully the controls don't put me off because uh, I did buy it and its sequel. <laughs> right. Um, but that that's uh, that's kind of all that I've been like playing with my droid. Um, again, it was more just like due diligence, like hey, I should you know probably give this thing a shot. Um, but uh, playing, playing, I uh, I did dip into Halo again just to kind of you know Halo Reach is technically the last game in the Bungie series. I don't know how much they're going to continue it when Bungie's gone or who how they're going to do it. But um, I, I'll talk about that in a bit. I put in um, Viva Pinata for the first time ever, and I know that I'm like five years late. <laughs> but I started building my garden, and I it, it always baffles me how people, including myself, <laughs> are entertained by busy work. I'm like, oh, I'm knocking down junk. Yep. <laughs> and I'm uh, patting down hard soil, and I'm planting grass. Knocking down junk is funny on so many levels. Well, you did want to talk about some of that today, so there you go. I just threw you your bone. Oh, no. Um, it's like, oh, I'm planting the grass, and I'm, you know, just making stuff look pretty, and then I'm building and it's, it. But, you know, the animals start coming to your garden, and then you're like, oh, I have to make it happy, and then, oh, like, they're in love. Let's let them fuck. Now i got to build did a you- house. How how much did you play? Did you get to the point where you started systematically doing exactly what you needed to do to like start getting through everything and getting all the like like uh like mating achievements and things like that? Um I did not. I just kind of I, I barely pay attention to my notifications. So I, I literally just did things as they came. Okay. Zing! I mean, like I put Sorry. I I played you know the I played Viva Pinata like back when it came out and stuff and I I think I got up to like level thirty ish in my garden or something like that mm-hmm. and maybe about for the first half of that it was all just like fun and like ooh let's you know just explore and see what happens when I do this and this and this but then once like you started noticing like even even outside of achievements just inside like the game like the uh, the what the I forget what the hell they call it the encyclopedia I think there's like a term for it in the game though. Um, the, I think the, it was just called the Encyclopedia. I could be remembering okay. wrong, even though I just played it yesterday. It's not like I, it's I, not like the Pinata Pledia. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, like it's you know, like there's all these different things that like you can discover and stuff, and like it tells you like how to do certain things and blah, like goals and stuff. So like I would literally do that. I would just start systematically working towards getting each and everything, and it really became a grind. But like right. then that's when I really started getting into the game for some reason. Oh, because I think it's it's like one of those things, like a runner's high. You start running, and you get a little tired, but you keep going and going and going, and then your body reacts, and you're like, ah, oh, now I feel good. I could I could run another three miles, which for me only turns into like three blocks because I'm not a runner. But so it's like you're doing busy work, and you're doing busy work, and it's like, all right, this is really fucking boring, but I'm seeing the fruits of my labor. I want to get more. Let me keep on going. Like with plants versus zombies. Oh, that's another thing that I did. Um, but yeah, to finish out Vipina, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's funny how how they, you know, made this game for kids and because of that, like the the romance dance is literally just a dance and I'm just like we know they're fucking but they can't show that or you know. Um but yeah, so as I just mentioned, Plants vs. Zombies, I decided to buy that on Xbox Live just to see how it mapped to the controller. And I must say that I'm pleasantly surprised with how easy it is to play that game with the controller. Um the seed packets on the top are controlled with the bumpers, so you, it, it kind of eliminates the motion that you have to use with the mouse to go 
I'm on the playing field. Now I have to choose a new seed packet. Now I'm back on the playing field. So you can just move your cursor to any grid and, you know, bumper to the correct um, seed packet and then just plant it right then and there. And the shovel is mapped to the B button. And so you hold the B button for, I think, maybe like literally like half a second and then let go and then the plant's um, gone. Uh, that's how they do most of it. To collect sun, actually, if you are within a one square radius of a sun, of a piece of sun, it'll kind of, it'll follow you around. So if, let's say the sun landed, let's say a piece of sun landed on the lower left-hand corner of the screen, right? And I put my cursor uh, on the on the grid block right next to it, but then I and then I started moving away, the sun would follow your cursor, and then you would collect the sun. So it's kind of friendly like that. It doesn't make you have to go and sit on the actual sun piece. Like, it'll follow you around. So that makes it a little bit easier from that standpoint, and I don't have a problem with that. Um... Two things that are kind of weird. One, because Plants of Zombies was designed with that resolution in mind for a PC screen, and I think it's, I don't know, I think it's 640 by 480 or 800 by 600, I can't remember which. Um, it's It kind of takes up that same amount of space on your TV screen, but because it's widescreen, they have to fill it out with something. And so on the, le on the left-hand side, they draw more of the house, and on the right-hand side, they draw um, the bushes and the street, or just the bushes, I think. So you've got all this artwork around this small playing field, and I kind of feel like I might have liked it better if they just increased the size <laughs> increased the size of all the art assets to fill up more of the screen but maybe that's just me maybe it's because I'm used to playing it on a PC um, and I'm used to it filling the entire the entire playing field um, the other thing is that as as well as they mapped everything to the controller I still I, I went back and I played it on PC uh, maybe about an hour after I was playing it on 360 and it was still just much more natural, much more fluid, more second nature to me on the PC than it ever was on the gamepad, even though I sat there and I played it for like a good hour. You know, so, and and I'm not trying to start a flame war here and say, oh, gamepad sucks, nice, and keyboard's better, because obviously there are certain things that are more uh, more tuned to, to certain types of games. But in, in, a game, in a game like Plants for Zombies, I still think that a mouse is kind of the the best way to go. Um, I... I Honestly, I would disagree with that just because since there's an iPad version, that seems to actually be the best way to go. Oh, I mean, I mean taps, between but... that that versus Yeah. I mean, I haven't played the uh the 360 version, but I I would definitely see the PC with the mouse cuz uh of just it it's going to be faster control-wise. I um, I would definitely like to try it on the iPad. Um I think Des has been playing it on the iPhone. She loves it on there. See, I don't um, want to do it on the iPhone because I feel like the screen that that screen is a little bit too small for my meaty fingers. Yeah. Know? Well, I wouldn't want to do it on the iPhone just because it's it's the only version of the game that is not the complete version. Oh. It's like missing all the extra modes and stuff. Like the iPad version is the complete version. Okay. Okay. Um, but the iPhone version is just like the regular just story the campaign. mode and and then survival. Yeah. See, I mean, even then, um. I I need to try it on an iPad first before I can say like I would you know, yes I would. Yeah, I mean, go, if you had a chance, go in the Apple Store. I know they have them on pretty much all the demo iPads, which is where I tried it, and I just absolutely love it on the iPad. I want an iPad just for Plants vs Zombies on it. <laughs> right. Um, I, I the and the only reason why I'm balking on that is that like in in principle, touchscreen is you know I would I would actually yeah that game sounds like it would be perfect on a touchscreen, um, but I feel like. I, I feel like again, I don't want my hand covering the screen because as you're well, you're not like you're not holding and dragging and dropping. It's literally just point, 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 point. Right, but your hand is still hovering over the screen. You know what I mean? It's still there, 
and it's not it's probably not a big issue for most people but like i kind of get distracted by things like like um the way that my tv is situated in my room right now like it's a small screen there's like a like my xbox live headset is sitting in front of it right and the <laughs> the mic boom the mic boom yeah i guess that's what you'd call it that like the little the the, the, yeah, the mic boom the... is is you know it's kind of raised at an angle and it's <laughs> just a little bit of it is is visible on the screen because it's sitting up there now I find that super annoying. So after about two minutes of playing a game or watching something on Netflix, like I, you know, I have to get up and I have to move the thing. You know, that's a t- that's the type of thing I'm talking about. So imagine like my hand, you know, and I'm. This is really stupid. This is great radio. I'm actually moving my hand and you can't see it. But imagine <laughs> my hand just moving over the touchscreen that I'm trying to see. And even Plants vs Zombie is not something that you need to be looking at the screen to see everything like all the time as long as you're well prepared. But still, it's just distracting for me. Um, because cause even even the stylus play once in a while can get on my nerves and cause I, I think um at the very least the stylus is more narrow you know I don't know but I still do want to try it and I also want to see it on actually no the iPad's not like a really super high res screen that's the iPhone four never mind I was gonna say I wanted to see how it looked in that resolution but then that's why well, I have the 360 version huh? you know it's the certain games are re resed specifically for the iPad which Plants vs Zombies iPad version is so it. It looks amazing. Okay. I, I just definitely when you get a chance, if you ever have a chance and get to an Apple store and check it out, you should. Because I would I would like to know your impressions of actually having tried the game on the iPad I, on an iPad. Right. Um. So that, that, that was, I wanted to ask you real quick yeah. before because you jumped right from uh, Viva Pinata to Plants vs Zombies. Which version of Viva Pinata are you playing? Uh, three sixty. Uh, no, but like, is it the original or Trouble in Paradise? Uh, it's the original, I believe. Yeah, ah, it's the original. boo. Yeah, I, I got it a long time garden ago. together. Yeah, I got a long I got it a long time ago when it was when it was went on sale for twenty bucks, like maybe a couple of months after it came out, and then I never opened yeah. it. And then you told you you came on the podcast and you're like, yeah, Viva Pinata two totally makes Viva Pinata one obsolete, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> but whatever. Um, All right, so what were you gonna say? Were you were we moving on? Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I was playing on my 360 before I move on. Um, oh, I, I I used uh my my Wii for Netflix for the first time yesterday. And obviously, the video quality is nowhere near as good as 361. Obviously, um, the na- the navigation is pretty much the same. Uh, I mean, obviously, having the Wii mote is is a nice touch. You have to use a disc for the Wii one, right? Like a CD, yeah, a DVD. Yeah, you have to put it in. But but I I mean, I guess I don't mind that because I'm always in close proximity of my consoles. I really don't mind that. I mean, it's nice for the 360 that you're able to just hop on and and do it. But the way that I'm situated in my room, like all my consoles are in my room. And so, like, I usually when I when I start up my consoles and I play, I'm at the foot of my bed. So it's right; it's within arm's reach. Um, and, and I mean, obviously, the problem is if you lose a disc, you have to order a new one. But um, I, I still think next Netflix on consoles is borked. Like the fact that you don't have a search, which I know is being amended with the new Xbox Live, um, sorry, Xbox uh, dashboard is being improved. But for right. now, like the fact that it didn't start with us, like, what is that? That's really stupid. Anyway, have have you used uh, Netflix on on any other console besides the or, or do do you not own your Wii anymore? I forgot. No, well, it's not my Wii. It's Des's Wii, and yes, we still have it. Um, so I've used Netflix on uh, 360, PS3, iPhone, and obviously PC. Um, and like, despite not having the search function, I definitely think the 360's implementation of uh, of a Netflix like browser or whatever is the most user-friendly um and like just the the most appealing um 
because I mean I don't know what it's like on the Wii if it's closer to like the PS3 version or not, but like I, I don't know if you've used it on the PS3, but the PS3 one is it's very slow moving and the way they align the boxes on the screen and stuff and the way they scroll through the boxes, it just seems off putting for some reason. Hmm. Um like the one on the three sixty is just I don't know, it feels natural for some way. In some way. Uh the only thing I don't like is the the scroll noises, but that's just a personal problem I have with anything that makes scroll noises. <laughs> <laughs> Rock band. Um, yeah. It is. Uh, but uh, yeah, like so. I mean, that's my personal preference. I, but as far as streaming goes, like I, I, I mean, all all of our stuff. I don't know if it's just because I guess our internet does suck here. Like I've never really been able to stream anything really like high def. Um, so it would probably look the same for me if I were to stream it on the Wii as I do with the 360 or anywhere else that I stream it to right now. All right. Oh, uh, before I go on to Halo, do you want to make a spe- do you, do you want to solicit any buyers? Oh no, I I think I already got that taken care of. Okay. Yes, Pete was looking to sell his choker. <laughs> we don't need to go into detail. He, he was looking to sell his choker to the most appropriate fashionista who would want to wear it. Um. And also those those uh, things that you wear in your arms that look like cut out pantyhose, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> fucking arm sleeves. People are gonna have this really weird idea or picture of me. Uh, he doesn't wear that stuff anymore. Anymore. But uh, yeah. So I installed Halo on my laptop, um, and actually also on my PC yesterday, just to because I was getting sick of the shitty resolution on my laptop. But the reason I, I do these things sometimes where. I will start to try to play a game that I didn't really get before, um, or or the games that have been somewhat you know lambasted. Like for example, uh, a long time ago, I play I tried to play through and failed at um, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest because everyone was like that game is shit. I played it once and I was like this game is shit. But I was like you know what I you know as as someone who likes all Final Fantasy not all Final Fantasy but as as a fan of the franchise I'm going to give this another shot and I tried to play through it I put it about four hours into it and I was like you know I can't do this anymore this game is terrible um, and in Halo's sake I mean Halo's sake in Halo's case uh, which is a to- total reversal of the consonants in that sentence I I was one of those guys who was just like all right that'd be like Sachi Sachi <laughs> huh Sachi Sachi I. I don't know. I, I I'm not gonna say that I didn't get it because, dude, I, there's nothing to get about Halo. It, it is a first-person shooter. It is methodical. It is open field, tactical. I get it. But I think um, I think it's something that both you and Al said last, uh, the the week that I wasn't on the podcast. Is yes, my biggest gripe about it is its pacing. It's Master Chief seems to be walking through mud. Oh wait, wait, you're playing it on the? You said your laptop? On my laptop and on my PC. I, I so have yeah, the PC version. Either way, either way, the PC version definitely like I remember I played the PC version. It does feel like so much for some reason it feels slower and more borked than the console version because no matter what you change the controls to, it just it nothing works. You think so? I I'm solely talking about the walking speed and his jumping. Like maybe I it's think because that, I'm so used to other PC shooters, but when yeah. I played it on PC, like I just felt like, oh my god, this is so bad. I didn't mind the aiming actually, and and the thing about that is, is I actually think they did a good job with the aiming for me. Like I felt comfortable with it. I felt comfortable with most of the mechanics. I and, and the thing about that game again is is to to get into it is I again it was the pacing of it. It was the level design that really pissed me off 
and I'm not even just talking about the library. Like the the opening scene when you're on you know the Pillar of Autumn. And they're like, oh, Cortana's like, oh, you have to go through the, you know, through the ventilation system or whatever. Every freaking corridor looks the same. And it's, it, it, obviously it should as because it's a vent, but like do something like block some of them off with like debris or something. Or, or make them look slightly different or, or I don't know, like I would go to an intersection and, and just be like, I've been here before. And it took me like three trips around and maybe I'm just that dumb, but I've never experienced this problem with, with most other FPSs that I play. Um. But you know, there's that. There's there, there's some structures. So so when you first land on Halo, and you cross the bridge, and you um, you, you first meet up with a bunch of Marines. Then you get the Warthog, and then like when you come out of the cave, like there are these whole there, there are these structures that you have to you know kind of clear out. And then it's like after you're done with that, what do you do? Where do you go? You know, they they kind of just stick you there, and you know you're supposed to go somewhere, but you don't know exactly where. So like. I remember the first time I was playing this game, like, I wandered through every nook and cranny and then finally found where I was supposed to go after, like, 20 minutes of just wandering. And, yes, when I came up to that point yesterday when I was playing it on my PC, my PC I'm like, oh, I remember this. Exit, quit to main menu, quit to Windows. I was like, I don't want to do this. Um, and, I don't know, it's just, I, I can see why so many people revere the series. There are a lot of things that it gets right. I think the combat itself is great. I think that the enemy AI is pretty good. Uh, it's it's pretty good now. I'm sure it's gotten better in years since. Um, the music is fantastic. Like the, my favorite part about that game is actually Marty O'Donnell's comp- compositions. I think he's great. The weapons are cool. I, I like the I like the human weapons a bit more than I do the alien weapons because they all just kind of seem to be like pew 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 pew. It's energy blasts. But like the needler's cool. Um, I I think and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Halo was one of the first games to get vehicles right. And so I you know I give credit to that. Um, and I, I definitely like the fiction. I think the, you know, for barring like Oscar level caliber writing or whatever, I, I know that maybe some people kind of, kind of find it a little hokey, but you know, I, I kind of like the world that they built. I like what the halos are. I like the surprise spoiler alert. I like the introduction of the flood in that game. I never played Halo two or three, so I don't know how that pans out, but as far as just the level design and, and the sluggishness just really, really got to me. And it it's one of those things where this is a series in our generation that has captured the hearts and minds of so many game players. And for me to not have played any of them, you know, I feel like I feel like I'm missing out. And then I boot up Halo again and I remember why I don't care for it. Um and it's it was one of those things like at the very beginning when it was like oh Halo is going to be the Xbox killer app and I was yeah right I you know I play PC shooters I know what a good shooter is you know I was it was I was full of that hubris and I finally played it on Xbox and I'm like mind you I played it with the hamburger controller okay so already my experience was off to a terrible start um, but I'm just like I don't you know I don't really like this and then later when I when I finally played it um, I, I tried to play Halo two. Uh, on my friend's controller, that the smaller controller, I'm like, yep, yeah, nope, still, still's not doing it. I prefer it on PC. But even by then, like, I was like, all right, Halo's coming out on PC. Um, I knew I liked it. I mean, I knew I wanted to to play it because it was a first person shooter, and I like first person shooters, so let me play it. And I'm just like, it started out, and I was like, okay, you know, I can see what everyone's you know going on about. Why can't I run? Oh shit! Why can't I find my way out of these vents? Okay, this is getting really annoying. That Penny Arcade comic was right. You know the one where they're sitting on the Xbox. I'm thinking I can't remember it. I've read a lot of Penny Arcade comics, dude. This is this is the one where they're they're playing Halo, and um, and Gabe is like, "Man, this game sucks." And Tycho's like, "No, th- this makes perfect sense." 
um, it would it would make logical sense that they would build these alien structures that look all the same because then people would get bored and leave and not bother to penetrate <laughs> the defenses. And Gabe's like, well, it worked. I'm done. Let's go pound some nails through our dick. Okay. That that comic. And like, if you look at it carefully, not only are they wrestling with these Xbox controllers that are so big that they sit on their lap like a TV tray. Oh, okay. I do remember. You're sitting on the they're Xbox. They're also sitting yes. on an Xbox. And it took me a second reading to actually cast what they did. But I was like, yeah, that Panera comic is right. And it's just, you know, I I want to like it because I like first-person shooters. But it, it kind of it kind of has that thing that that one it, there's always something about these new first person shooters nowadays that 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 start to get to me like modern warfare like the infinite spawning like really annoys me with halo it's the pacing um and i you know it's funny because call the first call of duty i actually really liked and you you remember you can't run in that either but i think it's because they paced it a little bit faster and it was kind of like you, you were never at a loss of where to go that i really didn't mind um, and the infinite spawning didn't really get to me yet, and then finally by the time Call of Duty 4 came around, I'm just like, oh my god, forget this shit. Um, I actually didn't finish playing Call of Duty 4, I couldn't stand it. I, 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 got, I stopped at the level where um, you have to protect your sergeant or whoever the fuck, I forget these people's names, but he, he got injured, right? And you have to sit him down next to like a Ferris wheel, or, or, or in a garden, in, in a field yeah. next to a Ferris wheel, and yeah. you're both sniping at these at all these enemies coming down from choppers and, and, and chop lizards and everything, and I'm just like, and I kept on dying, and I'm, at a certain point, I was just like, man, forget it. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, this, like I've had my fill of this game. Bye. And oh, I turned it off. I love that part. Uh, the Call of Duty 4 that I actually finished was on DS, because <laughs> uh, it didn't have that part. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about Toot Nukem 3D. Like, I actually want to play it, because I like the older shooters. Like, I I, I I played Unreal 2, I think, uh, like about a month ago, and I was just like, man, why did I ever stop playing this? Because, like, I had a lot of fun with that game. Um, maybe because you could sprint in it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to try to play all of the Halos, just just to try to play them, at least for an hour or two. You know, I, I feel it's just that I feel like, I, you know, I, I, I took down Assassin's Creed. I took down the God of War series. I played Heavy Rain, right? Uh, I, I started playing Mario Galaxy. Like I've been playing, I've been trying to catch up on all the big games or the big franchises of our generation, of our of this current generation and the last generation. Um, everything that once once three Ds didn't look like shit anymore. Generation and like I, I don't know. I I, I, fe- I feel I owe it to the medium to play more Halo. But I, I just I'd rather play Duke Nukem 3D. I'm wrong, I guess. I got Duke Nukem 3D on my iPhone. <laughs> Oh shit, that's right. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm stupid. I meant Duke Nukem Forever because oh. I know that's been the butt of many jokes. But it's like, I, I, shit, fuck it, I want to play. It. What are your thoughts on just Halo and gen- like? Have you played anything past Halo, or have, did that turn you off to the series as well? I, oh, excuse me. Um, I played uh, Halo, Halo Two, and Halo Three, um, and that's it because I didn't play Wars, ODST, or Reach. Uh, so, yeah, I played the three main Halo games, uh, pretty much all through the single, definitely all single player first and second, not of third. I played third halfway through and just stopped and didn't care anymore. Um, and obviously played multiplayer th- across all three. Um, and I never, as, uh, from my memory, I don't remember ever actually enjoying, uh, <laughs> playing the single players at any point. The first one I played through because I was at a friend's house. He's like, you're going to fucking play through this game. And he made me sit there and play through oh, the entire thing God. from beginning to end. Because he wanted to see me get pissed off at the library level, which I did. Um, he wanted to see you get pissed off so he could laugh or, or so you could commiserate with him. 
Uh, probably a little bit of both, so he could <laughs> laugh at my misery and then be like, yeah, man, that level totally sucked. And at the end, you know, when you're racing the Warhog away from all the structure, I'm like, God damn it, I hate these fucking things when they put stupid random shit at the end of games that had nothing to do with the rest of the game. Um, so yeah, that pissed me off too. Uh, and, um... And half of that shit is the beginning, backwards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, like... I played through the second because, you know, all my friends got it. And I was like, well, you know, I'll give this another chance. And they did improve the level layout. And uh, there were some new interesting weapons and things like that. And, you know, uh, introduction of new enemies and things like that. So I played through it, but I still never really, it never really got its hooks in me. I just played through it because I had it. Um, and I only got it because it was uh, Halo 2, you know, first one on Xbox Live. You know, everyone's right. getting it. Everyone's playing it, you know fucking this is incredible we have halo online now oh my god um so i didn't i did enjoy multiplayer i will say that like the original halo i loved getting together with my friends at the land center at the time and playing huge halo matches and uh like i i felt that i was pretty decent at it at least compared to the people i was playing against so i always had a good time playing that um it was always like a strong competition um and Halo 2, you know, went online and same kind of deal. Then Halo 3, like, I don't know, like, it, it that's kind of really what split the hardcore Halo fights against the, like, people that just didn't really care all that much, like me. Because, um, yeah, it it was no problem for me to just be like, yeah, you guys keep having fun playing this. I, I'm over it. And I went right. on to other stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, and I don't, I, I, I don't want to be as petty as saying if they added a sprint button. I would my my enjoyment would would be increased by a lot. It probably would be, um, but again, I think that the biggest the biggest problem for me was the level design and just you know maybe maybe I would like Halo Two, maybe I would like it better if they made the made the levels better because I again I only played through the first um, the first half an hour on a controller on my friend's Xbox and I didn't mind it as much. I mean I still didn't like that I couldn't run like that, but like I like I was like okay I'm not getting lost. I don't feel like an ass. I don't feel like like I'm a fifth fifth grader, you know. Yeah. Um, See, at, at the time for me, like it was like there were so many other games that I was playing that just beat Halo in so many different ways. Like I was playing in terms of shooters, there was Doom Three, which you know, looking back now, may not be the best game, but in terms of like a story or atmosphere, way better than Halos, in my opinion. Um, there was uh, Unreal. Uh, what is it? Two K Four, which in terms oh, of speed and multiplayer and competition, yeah, that was like a pinnacle of the Unreal series. And then, like for just all out massive multiplayer, I was also playing Battlefield Two at the time, which was fucking incredible. Um, these are like shooters I'm playing on the PC and having like a way better time enjoying for like the different aspects that all their that like in their disparities amongst each other. It's still like they each like are better than what they would correlate to Halo for. Right. Um, so, like, that's why I just, like, personally, Halo never attracted me and never kept my attention when I felt I was enjoying other games more. Like, I don't want to be the person to be like, Halo's a bad game, even though I think it is. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess I can concede why some people would enjoy it and, like, I don't know why See, it's important. I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's just not for me. Kind of like Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2's campaigns aren't for me. I, I, I think that what what attracts people to Halo is kind of the open battlefield nature of it. It's very tactical. It's very strategic uh, on a, on the level above that. Um, but it's like and and I think the combat mechanics outside of the movement and jumping, like the the, the shooting, feels great. For what it's worth, the only good thing I think came, that came out of Halo was Red versus Blue. <laughs> uh, it's funny that you bring up Doom Three 
Because for me, Doom 3 was pretty much, it boiled down to walk into a room, turn around because there's an imp behind you. Walk into another yeah, room. Yeah, I mean, it was total monster closet, but, like, the first time playing it and stuff, like, if you if you played it right, like, you know, in terms of, like, like where you were playing it, uh, if you had the right environment to play it in, it was, it was totally atmospheric. And it was. It's hard it, not to get, like, scared and, like, feel like... You're in the game, it, kind it of. Definitely, so it speak. definitely was that way, but then it, it kind of gave me that Resident Evil um, syndrome of, okay, now I'm not scared, I'm just frustrated because I can't hold up my flashlight, and like it's not, it, it's it's more scary if I can see very little as opposed to not being able to see anything at all, and then these monster class things are going to wear thin. You know what I mean? It, like I I, per, I would rather play the earlier Dooms, um, yeah. and I don't and I don't think they've aged well because of the whole key card thing. But otherwise, like if you're just blasting through Doom with like um, with like the Doom mod that turns it into a 3D game, uh, which is awesome by the way. J- have you tried that? No. It's called uh, it's called J Doom. Original Doom. It's called J Doom, and you 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 have Doom already. So you install this J Doom thing, and what it does is it takes all the wads, <laughs> wads. It takes all the all the existing wads and turns it from a 2D game. You know. Because really, Doom isn't really three. Yeah, no, it turns I know it into mean, an yeah. actual polygonal three D game where you can where you can do mouse look and jump, um, and it it just makes that's actually kind of cool. It's really I fun. It's out. a lot of fun. One day when Al's back, uh, we should try that. Do you know podcast. if you can get that right through Steam? Uh, I don't think it's a Steam thing. I think it's a homebrew thing. I, I will I will research it and get back to you. Um, I just know that certain Steam games you can just like they have like a mod section on Steam right. that you can just download mods directly maybe, to where they may, need to go. You know, you might be able to do that. Check that out. But Google J Doom. It's just it's the letter J and then Doom. But yeah, like that you know was was great. And you know it became less scary. But Doom for me it had always ended up being about like you no know, the fast action. Um, and it kind of, that that's another reason why I kind of want to play Quake Four because Quake Four ran on the Doom Three engine, which I thought was a, a very nice engine. Uh, but it was Quake. It was faster. It was, you know, it was more action-oriented than, like, I'm hiding behind you, and you don't know <laughs> that I'm behind you, even though you do, because that's the only trick we have up our sleeve. Okay, so maybe Doom wasn't the best. But the, the, other, the, best the funnier thing <laughs> about that is that it's th- that kind of came out when Far Cry came out and when Half-Life 2 came out. And around the same like around the same year, within within six months of each other, and I liked both games much more than Doom. So maybe it's if, yeah, if, I forgot if it had... they were on the same. So yeah, Half Life Two. Although at that point I wasn't able I wasn't able to play Half Life oh, Two because right. I remember of my sickness problem, which I just was able to play Half Life Two. Yeah, you know, within the past year or whatever. Right. Um. But yeah, like if I hadn't played those games, maybe I would have liked Doom Three better. I don't know. Um. But yes, that's uh. Wow, we turned that into the whole FPS discussion. Uh, we only have a few minutes left, so we're gonna take a break and then. Uh, get some user feedback, uh, some listener feedback from last week's topic, as well as touch really quickly on the three double DS. We will be. They can be users. They can use me. Choker. We'll be right back. Back from our excuse me, woo, from our break. 
We're going to talk real quickly about 3DS and touch upon a, as Pete likes to call him, a user feedback. And we'll start with the user feedback. Knocked from GameSpot is responding to, um, to I believe, just the, uh, the topic of Super Street Fighter 4 that we talked about last week. And he says, The crazy part to me about Super Street Fighter 4 is this notion that they would lose more money on piracy than by not making the game at all. I'm no analyst, but that just doesn't sound right to me. The game is already developed, so the only real risk is losing the time on the port, which really shouldn't be that major since it already exists on 360, and the money on the pressing and the marketing. I would have to venture a guess that the expected sales simply don't exceed those costs enough for them to bother. As far as piracy goes, they have Street Fighter 4 on the iPhone. Hello? Are they not aware of the rampant piracy on that thing? Then let's consider emulation, which really outside of Street Fighter 4, every other incarnation of Street Fighter since the dawn of time can be emulated for free, obviously. You'd think they would take a little more interest in that, or for that matter, that they still would support the Wii, which is even, or that they still support the Wii, which is even easier to pirate for than a PC, in my opinion. Is that is that the, is that true? I don't know. I agree. The Wii. Yeah. Um, everything's technically easy to pirate for. I mean, the, everything has been broken and cracked and right. pirated in some way. Yeah, like I have a lot of people who know how to like do pirated stuff on the Wii. Um, and it does sound like it's kind of simple, but it's and personally, it's not something I'm interested right. in. Um. I didn't, yeah. even, I, I didn't know that that was that. I would say that, that the consoles are still harder because they always come out with hardware up, uh, software, up, firmware, sorry, updates, whereas, like, PC, it's like, as long as you know how to hex yourself into some shit, like, they'll hack into it and they'll release some kind of patch and crack. I've always found it easier, like, to find stuff that can work with your PC without having to go through the loopholes of saying, okay, now I gotta get a boot disk for my console or whatever. But, um... I don't know that that you know maybe that's because I don't know or want to know about piracy. So, but I agree with you 100%. This has little if nothing to do with piracy. It reminds it reminds me of when they released Tatsunoko vs. Capcom for the Japanese Wii. All the initial reports were that it couldn't come stateside due to licensing issues, and that was all bullshit. Because the second they noticed the interest for the game on the net and the amount of importing going on with it, they announced the U.S. version. Um, so. At first, you know, I read the first paragraph and I was like that they would lose more money on piracy than, than by not making the game at all. Uh, I was going to say that, no, that is that could be the case because the, the money you spend on making the game is money that you lose if you don't get enough sales to recuperate that loss. But then he mentions that, you know, this is a, this is a, a, a very good point, that it came out on 360. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, much of the development was, or the arcade version, I think, was based on a, on, on a Windows-type kernel. Right, like I think I remember Jeff Gersman talking about that. That since they have the arcade, you know, version, yeah, it complete, was either Gersman or or was Matt Kessler's news post on Giant Bomb that said, like, look, they made it on Windows. Right. So they basically have a PC version done. <laughs> right. So yes, the pressing and marketing is the type of thing. But like, if they if they only released it on Steam, I would buy it. You know, they don't need to. If if they want to do a Steam only, oh oh, to add to what we were talking about last week, where oh, are there any games that do only Steam? Doesn't Civ Five require Steam? I don't know because I haven't gotten it yet. Um, That's what I heard. I heard it requires the Steamworks framework. Or whatever. even if I got it, I mean, I would just get it on Steam anyway. Right. But you're talking about if you buy the retail version, it would uh, force a Steam install. I think so. Or or what if either either the retail version forces it, or the retail version really is only like a coupon to download. I honestly don't know, but I know I, I know I heard that the the kind of bottom line was Civ Five requires Steam in some capacity or another. So it's like just make make Street Fighter Four require Steam, you know? Like I, I but I, I, that just brings us back to the whole point that it was all just a BS right, exactly. excuse. So makes me mad. 
Anyway. It doesn't make me too mad. It makes me mad for like the people who want it on PC because it's just it's not fair to not sell the people who will buy it. Um, but like personally, I, I wouldn't play a fighting game on my PC. The reason why I want it on PC, well, first of all, when Street Fighter Four came out on PC, it was cheaper. That's why I got it on PC. Um, it had nothing to do with anything other than it was cheaper. But at the same time, like I, um, I, I, I like having a fighting game on my PC. Frankly, it's it's kind of like it's kind of a novelty for me because you're right. You don't really see many fighting games on PC. Um, w- coincidentally. Of all the home ports of Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat 2 that came out back in the day, the PC versions were by far the best. Yeah. Um, which is really odd. I wonder if I still have my have my um my Mortal Kombat floppy disks, <laughs> which I can't use anyway because I took out my floppy drive. But still, like it's a nice novelty to have. Th- th- those were some good ass ports, which is surprising. But the other thing is that like if I ever get got a, a powerful laptop, like the the uh, the idea of taking Street Fighter 4 with me is just kind of cool because I'm not going to take my 360 everywhere with me wherever I go. But I can carry my laptop with me, which has Steam on it, everywhere I go. So, I mean, that I, I think that, that for me, per, it's a personal thing. For me, it's personally worth it. Um, there's certain games which, and, and frankly, if I had my way, I have all my video games on my laptop. All of them. I, I wouldn't have consoles. I just have it all on my laptop because, well, no. I would have, if, if consoles were as small as the Wii, then yes, I would would have them all on console, but like considering how big the PS3 and the 360 are, I would rather just carry the Wii and my laptop anywhere with me and not bother with the bigger ones. Hey, if PlayStation 3 comes out and comes out with a version that's as small as the as a slim PS2, fantastic. But I don't think they will. I don't think it's possible yet. Maybe in 10 years. I don't know. Um, but moving on to smaller consoles. 3! D! S! So the 3DS information was announced uh, by the time you're listening to this, it will have been last week, early last week, or was it even before that? Uh, maybe like two weeks ago. I don't remember. Okay. So it's within the past week or two. All right, so here are the facts. Um, it's going to launch in Japan on February 26th in the year 2011. In the future. In the future. In the year 2011. No. Uh, the price... In yen converts to about three hundred dollars here stateside. I think the yen price is is, is like two fifty ish or two twenty ish or something like that. Two hundred twenty thousand or definitely whatever. closer to two fifty. Yeah. But people were saying, yeah. but um, the like because of the way that currency, you know, the, the every every country has their currency and they consider like like a thousand yen is. It's not the equivalent to, but mentally, it's kind of like the same standard as a single dollar, which is the same standard as a single euro. Exchange rates dictate that that is not the case, but I, I'm pointing that out first because a lot of people are like, holy shit, I'm not going to pay $300 for, for a 3DS, which I actually, I think I might have tweeted that too, so I feel stupid. But it's like, you're not really going to pay $300 until, um, until it comes out in the States and they actually announce a real price for it. Like, it's not going to cost $300 just because it costs that much because of exchange rates, right? Just so, to break in there, yeah. for me, I'm not going to pay more than $200 right. for a 3DS. Oh, that's, that's totally fair. Like, I, 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 am, I balked at the potential of paying $250 for this thing until I read the, and, and the fact that I also got a PSP for $250 when it launched, although I got, like, a 20% discount because I got, like, a Target card when I got it. Um, right. But still, it's $250. 
to, to start with. And like, I got it just because like I went against my own principle. I was just like, fuck it. Like I should be on top of this stuff. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, whatever. And I had the money. So I was like, oh, yeah, I spent 250, but I'm not, I'm not going to be happy about it. But, <laughs> um, and I'm like, if I'm going to pay 250 for a PSP, which, which I play much less than my real DS in the first place, I'm probably going to end up finding the value of two, of spending the 250 on the 3DS. But I still, I still really don't want to. I'm still not going to be happy about it. Um, until I read about this. So, at least in Japan, it, okay, so aside from the 3DS and the adapter and stylus, which is telescoping, um, it comes with a, it comes with a, not USB, sorry, it comes with a charging stand, which, uh, which isn't worth so much money, but like it's a nice to have, like usually Nintendo doesn't throw shit in anymore. Nobody throws shit in anymore. And it's nice to have that. And then they also throw in a 2 gigs SD card, which compared to getting a 4 gig or an 8 gig with your droid phone is not that big of a deal but again considering that Nintendo hardly ever throws shit in for free and 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 neither does anybody else um that makes it a little bit more palatable i am still a little bit eh on 250 but it's it's not as eh as it was before um but the big news that makes me personally happy is is twofold one they're going to have a 3DS virtual console. And I know, man, what, what good Game Boy games are you out there? Hey, I want to fucking play Link's Awakening again. Um, I think I might have lost that game in the great I lost all my games in that uh, because the hotel mate stole my stuff loss of 20, 2005, 2006. I don't know. Um, I, don't have, uh, I don't have a lot of my old Game Boy games, which I still liked to play, that were actually good. Um, and I never got to play many Game Boy Color games. So I, I, that sounds appealing to me. Um, and then the other thing that makes me happy is that they say that they finally buckled down and like, yes, you're going to be able to transfer most, most is the keyword, of your DSi and DSi XL titles over. Thank fucking God, because I just got a DSi XL, and I started downloading a whole bunch of stuff, and eh, 3DS, and I was like, oh, great. Now I can't, now I have to tote two things around. And I know Al's like, I will carry as many things around as I can. I, I personally would rather not do that. But um, price aside... Because I know you're not going to pay over 200, which I think is actually a good. I think that's a good standard ceiling for any portable, but whatever. Um, especially because you can get an iPhone with a contract for 200 bucks, right? It's 200. Right. I, I mean, by the time the 3DS comes out here, uh, they'll be will be close to a new iPhone being announced because you know they announce one pretty much every year in June. Uh, and then yeah, like I'll be uh, I should be eligible for an upgrade, right. and usually with the upgrade, it's the same price as right. a new contract, which is around 200 for. Yeah, right. I, I'm gonna let me let me clear and say that I'm not comparing the iPhone directly to the DS because they're two different devices. But I think like the the idea that you can get such an advanced device like an iPhone for that price, forgetting about the fact that you do have to pay out the ass for a really rip off of a contract every month. I stand by that. Um, but like I don't pay out the ass. I pay less than what I was paying for my Verizon contract. Right, but but you don't get unlimited texting, which is fine. But some people really want texting, and the fact that they kind of poke you about that. I, I don't get why texting is extra when you already have unlimited data. I think that's the stupidest thing in the world. Because I don't know. They do, it because, I, they do it because they can. I get that. Yeah. But I think it's stupid. Anyway, um, like, like my, my texting is unlimited because I have the unlimited data plan. I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't even know anymore. I, I, I hate phones. Uh, I'd, ra- <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather just get like a, a, a 3DS that can make phone calls. I don't know. But <laughs> um, yeah, so aside from the pricing, you know, what are your thoughts on on its release, uh, 3DS Virtual Console, uh, uh, anything else? I mean, well, we don't have a U.S. release date yet, right. so I mean, can't really say much. I, I will, 
can't believe they're not doing a worldwide release, which seems crazy. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I would guess that they would spew some bullshit reason about we don't have enough supply, which might not be bullshit. But you know, you know, you know how gamers feel about the whole "we don't have enough" argument. They're like, "Oh, conspiracy!" But anyway, <laughs> uh, but the uh, the virtual console stuff sounds cool. What, did 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 I misunderstand, or did I hear somebody say something that there was going to be virtual boy games on there as well? Not that I've heard. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to do that because, especially now with the 3D capabilities, it's actually doable. Yeah. I think I remember somebody, some someone on Twitter mentioned, like it, I saw it in passing. Uh, maybe it wasn't from a credible source. I don't remember, um, but I thought I remember something about that. Which you know, not like there was that many great games on the Virtual Boy, but right. that's still a novelty that would be kind of interesting. Sure. Um, well, I mean, I heard there there were some good games on it. It's just that like there weren't there were only a few, and I had it, was it all, and it was all, I all in red. Was tennis and Star Fox. Star so, Fox was on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was, a, or maybe it was something like Star Fox. There was some vector-based flying shooting game that was very reminiscent of Star Fox, if it wasn't actually Star Fox. Right. Um. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm still excited for the capabilities and the possibilities it's of the 3DS. A lot of goddamn money. Yeah. Uh. I. I mean, it's such a shame because they could have. I, I. I don't know how much it costs to produce these things. You know, but. If they had announced it, you know, if they had said, you know, we're going to release it, and when it releases, it's going to be the cost of your current DSi, you know, XL or LL or whatever the hell that name is, uh, and then, you know, everything else will just drop or whatever. Like, everyone probably would have been super happy about that. I and mean, like, yeah, go Nintendo! But they put themselves in the situation where, you know, they, I feel, went a little too high, and now they have people that are like, eh, I'm not so sure. You know what the funny thing is? And this is something that I'll, from a topic perspective, I'll save until next week for when Alice here. But there was a, there's an article that came out that said Iwata. Iwata said the price for the DS was set because. Uh, I I totally went away from a Japanese accent. It still sounds like him, but it's not Japanese anymore. Um, <laughs> because people were very excited for 3DS. So basically, because of the because of the E3 reaction. They priced it how they did because they're like, oh, people are going to love this shit. We can. It, it was basically, uh, we're doing it because we can. Um, and that's a Sony attitude yep. that has not worked for Sony. Yep. Um, but we'll get into that next week. Um, I, I do think that um, from a production standpoint, that it probably does cost significantly more than an XL simply because of the 3D screens. Um, I think it got down to an affordable price where they could release a handheld for it, but it doesn't mean that it's like super affordable. So, and I know that Nintendo's business philosophy is to always release something at a profit, no matter what. And so, I guess they felt that now is kind of the time where they could get away with it, and and you know not not alien because I I'm I'm not necessarily gung ho about paying two hundred and fifty dollars to three hundred, but I'm also not like this is a travesty. You know, I'm not sitting there going, oh, my God, because, like, after um, I, I did that for the PSP and then I got my hands on it, I'm like, you know what? I still don't think I should have paid that much for it, but I can see where the money is going into this. I can I, I can understand the value of this. You know, I, I, I could understand why they charge that much for it besides the because we can mentality. Like, it was a good piece of hardware. Not great, but good because you know, people could pop open the UMD tray just by twisting the thing, which is kind of scary. Um, but, you know, I could I, like, again, I could see where the money is going with that. And the, the the visual quality of the games on the 3DS looks pretty damn good. And to squeeze that into a very small form factor is an expensive thing to do. 
And I'm also pretty sure that Sony didn't necessarily sell PSPs at a profit straight from the get-go. That's how they could sell it at 250. I, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that they started off taking a loss until mass, you know, mass manufacturing took a hold. So I, again, I don't think it's a. It's not like um, it's not like, it's not like a. Uh, I'm trying to think of any handhelds that were like exorbitantly priced. I don't know how much the Turbo Express was. Let me see. Um, I bet you that was close to 300 dollars too. Um, but I feel like with for the um, the fact that it burned so much battery life was probably another reason why it was like, oh, well, you know, I'm paying $300 for this thing, and it's big and bulk. Okay, so Turbo Express came out for 250 Wow. How much did the N-Gage cost? Um, N-Gage. Because you oh, know it was a phone, too. Check check this out. The, the Turbo Express launched for 250 and then the price went up to 300 What? And then it came back down to 250 <laughs> Uh N-Gage... Uh, detail availability. Uh, it de- I, I know it depends on the contract. Right. But, okay. The launch price was two ninety nine. Jesus. Um. But I, here's here's where you start to come and 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 see these things for, you know, you look at the N gauge and it was a phone and everything, but like look at the screen, look at how dinky it was, and look at the form factor, and then look at something like the PSP and the 3DS, which by all means, as time goes on, technology scales. Yes, I agree. But at least they were, and to use a terrible cliche from back in the day, at least those were nice state-of-the-art designs. Whereas you look at something like the N-Gage, you look at like the Turbo Express, I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, I would never want to hold this thing. I would never want to you know, play this thing on batteries that last you how long? Like like seven minutes? No. So, um, again, I, I, I guess the point, the point being is that I'm... I'm a little bit skeptical of paying that much for a 3DS, but I can. All, I'm also not entirely like against it. So yeah, I'm sure if I got my hands on one, like a demo unit or something, I'd be like, "Oh God, I need this right now," kind of thing. Um, hold cause that's hold how I strong. Am. Hold strong. I probably will. I'm, I'm hoping that when it releases in Japan, that it doesn't like that. You know, the crazy Japanese people who need every new DS don't quickly adopt it, so that maybe it will drop the price there before it even gets released here. Um, but you know them; they'll be like, "Ah, new DS." Right. I here take all of our buddies. Take all of it. We it prints money. Um, but yeah, the market talks. So people, if people don't get it, if people don't get it, I can't. I don't know how long Nintendo will stay stay out there until they finally break and say, "Shit, we got to lower the price." Because again, you know, with their creative, we want to make a substantial profit on this and not just a dollar per unit sold. Like they're gonna want to push it. So we'll see. And now, now I'm on Google Images trying to find an image of the N-Gage too. Okay, there we go. It's so sad. I just went to the N-Gage website, and it's just like a, it's just a mobile platform now. It's not even a device. <laughs> oh, oh, what about the, uh, what, the, what was that thing called? The Gizmondo? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, shit. Oh, that, did that, wait, shit. Did, oh, that did come that out. Did, That's right. That came out. You know who had one? Who? Fucking, uh, I think Darren Gladstone had one. Oh my god! Because I think I met him and he was using it. Oh my god! Where does he work again? He he was at he was at uh, CGW, but then he left for PC Mag or PC Gamer. Somewhere I don't know. I I don't know if he's still actually doing just freelance work or if he's actually steady somewhere now. I haven't really like kept tabs on him since. The, the, Giz, you know, the, G- the Gizmondo CF, looks like an alien CGW because the, the shoulder buttons make it look like it makes him. No no no! You know what he look? You know what the Gizmondo looks like? It looks like the head of the prince in Katamari Damacy. Really? Just because, like, 
it's it's kind of oblong and it has those two shoulder buttons that make it look like ears and then like the middle of it um is a is silver so it it makes it look segmented away from the rest of the console and you know how like the prince's face is kind of like that here like, I gotta lick you uh, God. if anybody wants to see it go to the Wikipedia page for Gizmondo and then Katamari Damasi and I just spelled it Kataramami um, and then here's a picture of the Prince of All Cosmos yeah it kind of does look, look, look at the middle of his face this is great radio here yeah it kind of does uh, but yes a little bit we just lived it. We actually went That's... longer than I thought we would. We are almost at ninety minutes. Well, no, because we talked about random shit in the beginning that you listeners will never find out about. Never. But uh, that was only like three minutes. though. Yeah. Here's a random thing before we sign off for this episode. Everybody, go play Pong Combat, so you can see the fatalities. Pong Bat. Pong Combat. Rip a Pong Combat Combat. Okay. <laughs> it's basically Pong with fatalities. I, I shit you not. Um, I believe it's free. You know, for someone who's worried about my internet, you sure are sending me a lot of links. Damn right, bitch. We almost done. Uh, let's wrap this shit up. What the fuck? This is so weird. Anyway, where do you live? <laughs> that sounds so weird. Where do you, where do you live? Uh, just go to Riven.com. R-Y-V-V-N.com. R-Y vagina. Vagina. Nipple.com. Al lives at xlm2k.blogspot.com. That's the letter X, the letter L, the letter M, the number 2, the letter K.blogspot.com. Also go visit sharks versus octopus.com. Shark versus octopus. Shit. Shark. You said sharks. You're correct. www.sharkversusoctopus.com. The versus is spelled versus out. Versus is spelled out. Versus is spelled out. Two L's, two C's. Go visit Brian Fishman, our friend of the site. He's a doctor. And he also just reviewed Samurai Warriors 3 on GameSpot at www.drfishypants.com. And, you know, I should plug my friend, the other Austin, um, who also writes for GameSpot, uh, www.austindlight.com. His first name is Austin. His middle initial is D. His last name is Light, as in the light you turn on in your bedroom. It's literally spelled L-I-G-H-T. Austindlight.com. And go to everyonelovesdinosaurs.com. Visit Maurice. Um, and go to twitter.riven.com. Um and let's see. Twitter.com slash Riven. What? If you go to sure. if you go to twitter.riven.com, I'm pretty sure nothing happens. Twitter.riven.com. I'm pretty sure it's twitter.com slash Riven. Oh shit, it actually comes up. They actually changed it so that you can actually type that in. You are lying. I am lying my ass off. Uh. But yeah, you can go there and check out some of those audio surf reviews I'm doing. Although I'll be stopping soon because I'm going away for a week for a wedding. So I won't be on next week's episode unless I call in using Skype on my iPhone. Um, but uh, we'll see about that. If you'd that. like to do that, you can. But you should probably pay attention to the wedding unless it's happening afterwards. That's on Sunday. Oh, I see. Okay. So! Any last words? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. My final thoughts are, keep your hands out your pants. So for Pete. Taking my hands out of my pants. For Al. Hey, what's up? I'm at a play. Shut up. Hey, I, have, I, don't, I don't have hair. For me, uh, I can't imitate myself. So, um. I've been your host, Austin. I'm Austin. I'm crazy. Yeah, there's my Austin invitation. Go ahead, girl, put some back and some microphone in. 
I'm Darn. Austin. I'm crazy. Yeah, there's my Austin imitation. I'm Austin. I'm crazy. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Did you take the money off the streets in San Francisco for mafia? No. Bye. Not mafia. Mafia wars. Shit. I'm sorry. Ah. Stopping this fucking recording. Pete stopping. <laughs> Wait, did we sync up? Sync up. Did you actually stop it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, sync up. Three, four, five. Rodrigo wants one. to take the money off the streets because they pollute. <laughs> In Mafia 2. I don't even know what the fuck you're saying. Because.